Hello and welcome to the Building Christian Fellowship Podcast. We are very excited that you have decided to tune in today and pray you are blessed by today's message. So we're going to dive right into this today, this morning. Um, it is football season. Can somebody can somebody clap for football season? Football season is back. Uh, been waiting for a long time for that. I'm, I mean, it seemed like it was forever, but um, it's finally here. So I'm not going to be before you long. What 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 time do do uh, small groups start? Two o'clock. So I'll have you out here at one fifty nine. All right. So anyhow, just kidding. So we're gonna jump into this, man. So today's message is called "Ready, Set, Grow." Okay, ready. Now, you thought it was go, but it's grow. Ready, set, grow. All right, so um, I'm trying to think. Like, So the first time I came up here um, and shared a message with you guys this year was like probably back in March, April-ish or something like that. And basically, I was just sharing with you guys about like I was starting a journey because the beginning of the year was 2017. It's like, man, I'm going to get my life together, you know what I'm saying, get my, get my health together, you know what I'm saying, start doing some things different. Try and get myself together, man, so I can be meat for the master's use. You know what I'm saying? Because that just doesn't mean spiritually. It means, you know, as a whole. God wants you to be whole, right? He don't want you, he don't want no half Christian. He wants a whole Christian, right? So week after week, man, week after week, we come in here and sit in here and, and JR comes up and gives the spiel about like what 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 is it? What's the purpose of us being here? Well, we're here to build up your faith, build up your hope. Build up your love, which is all encompassed by a real relevant relationship with Jesus Christ. We don't just ask that you come to church. We ask that you, right? So you guys know it. And some of you guys are kind of like laughing. You're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, we know that. And, and, and what's sad about that is because we can get desensitized to stuff. You know what I'm saying? We can kind of just, we experience it so much. You know what I'm saying? So many people you see get shot on Instagram and like, like on social media and stuff like that. You become desensitized, desensitized to it. You know what I mean? So... It's like it's important that you really slow things down and kind of understand. You know what I'm saying? It's funny that I say ready, set, grow, because typically you think and go is going to be the last word of that because you automatically think of a race, right? You're about to, about to race and take off. But growing is like a process. It's not something that just happens overnight. Like you plant a seed, especially like something like, let's just say, for instance, like bamboo. Bamboo grows down before it grows up. So is, growing is a long process. But... No matter where you're at in your walk, whether you walked with Jesus for nine years or you walked with Jesus for 79 years, you still have the commission to continue to grow. Amen? So um, I started beginning of this year, man. I was like, okay, you know what, man? I've been lifting. I've been, I've been, I've been in the gym the past few years lifting, like, you know, faithfully, but I wasn't, like, seeing the results that I wanted to see. You know what I'm saying? I was getting stronger and stuff like that, but I was still eating all kinds of junk. You know what I mean? Wasn't doing no kind of no kind of cardio or nothing like that. And you know, my cardio, I don't know if if you got you got that, you got that. Show them what my cardio looked like. My cardio, well, it's not like that, but that's what I was trying to get like. That's like commanding commanding to grow. But you got the dude on the treadmill? Show show the dude on the treadmill. That's that's what my cardio looked like. Was like that. You know what I'm saying? I get like a cool little walk, and that's that's it, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to. I ain't trying to run. That's just you know what I'm saying. Just nice little stroll, right? That's that's where I was at. That's all it was. You know what I mean? And so for me, I mean, 
it took a lot. It was a big change because I was like, man, I, I'm not doing cardio. I, I lift. If I'm going to do something to get my heart rate up, it's going to be lift weights faster. That's basically what it's going to be, right? So Lord was like, look, man, you need to, you need to make some changes. I know you don't, you don't feel like that, but, but it's necessary. It's something that you got to do. So, like, I, I tried some different things. I got on the treadmill a little bit. Um, even went walking with, with like, Slap, Slappy. He likes to, like, jog and, you know, take long walks and stuff like that and everything. And he, he got me one morning because I thought I was going to pick him up to take him to the gym. He's like, nah, man, we finna walk. We just, we finna walk. Walk through this neighborhood. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. So, anyhow, so we was walking, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I, I didn't enjoy it very much. So, uh but it's important, man. One of the things that, for me, like, you know, in lifting and everything, there's, like, three foundational lifts that you have if you're going to be a serious lifter, right? Which is you have bench press, you got deadlift, and you got the squat, right? And some dudes, man, everybody that goes to the gym that's a real true gym rat, they know that Monday is International Bench Day. Nobody wants to squat, right? Because everybody wants to bench because you can see those muscles. You know what I'm saying? That you get the chest popping. You know what I'm saying? You get, you know what I'm saying? Dude, you tell tell somebody about to go work out. Yeah, I'm finna go lift. That's what that's what the the international movement is to show somebody that you about to go lift, right? You you lift like this, right? But it's not really that's not really how you're supposed to lift. But that's what they do. And so you know, chest bench pressing is like. You know, that's what they call the club muscles, you know what I'm saying? Benching, curling. You got dudes that that's all they do is just bench and curl, you know what I'm saying? The curls for the girls, they want it popping because everybody can see it. You know what I'm saying? You can see your chest pumping out. You can see if your arms are kind of tight and, you know, you can't really, you know, reach around a little bit, you know what I'm saying? You go that way, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, you can see that stuff. But you got dudes that spend their time all the time benching and... They kind of look like they, they look like this. I mean, I'm just saying. It's one thing if you got skinny calves, you know what I'm saying? That's one thing you can't really help that skinny calves and ankles. But if your legs up here are as skinny as your legs down there, and you got all upper body, that's that's there's something wrong, man. You imbalanced, bruh. And so, again, we're talking about foundation. And so Faith, hope, and love are the foundation for a real relevant relationship with, with Jesus Christ, right? And so some of us, we got faith down really good. You know that. You come into church, man. I go to church. I'm involved in church, brother. I'm, I got, I'm full of faith. You know what I'm saying? I'm believing Jesus for this new job. I'm believing, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to get this house. I'm believing for this car. You know what I'm saying? I'm believing for the increase, right? Because that's, that's what faith is about. You name it, you claim it, you blab it, and you grab it, right? That's, that's what it is. It's faith, Right? Or at least that's what some of us have been taught. That's what faith is, right? But nonetheless, we got foundations. We have a foundation. And for what we're building, for what we're growing, it's important that we concentrate and make sure that our foundation is right, that our foundation is solid. Because if you have a faulty foundation, whatever the structure it is that you're trying to build or erect, it's not going to last and it's not going to be able to stand over the test of time. Amen? So Ephesians chapter 2. That's where we're going to start. Start with verse 20. It says, Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building, that's all of us, we're the building, 
the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So that's why we say, you know, building up faith, building up hope, building up love, building a real relevant relationship with Jesus Christ every Sunday, talking about not be not just coming to church, but becoming the church, because the church that God is coming back isn't made of the materials that you see around you. It's made up of people in whom he dwells. Amen? So it's important that we keep building on this foundation. We keep building these things. First Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, says, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. So it's basically saying that, you know what, man, you need to grow if you really saved. That's what he's saying. If you really saved, then you should be growing. Amen? So we're growing here. Remember, ready, set, grow. So being ready and being set, it's like the same thing. It's like you got to you got to be you got to be fixed, right? You got to be set and prepared for what comes next, right? So you have to be set and prepared to grow. Right now we live in, you know, Pastor Kai shared an awesome word last week. She talked about how pe- people want to know stuff but they don't want to learn, right? Because we live in such like a, a a time right now where we're just like overwhelmed with a a plethora of of information. We got all this information. We live in the age of, like, endless information, and a lot of it is a lot of disinformation and misinformation. You know what I'm saying? You can go, you can just scroll down your, your, your Facebook feed and see all types of woke people sharing all kinds of information and new revelations and stuff about, you know, the real Hebrew Israelites, who they are. They were the indigenous Native Americans that Christopher Columbus walked through Central Park with. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's like real weird stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like just all this kinds like kinds of crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Just all this woke action stuff. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, man, you, you where are you getting this information from? Well, if we read right here, being that we are Bible believing Bible believing church, Bible believing people, we understand that we continue on in the teachings and the doctrines that the apostles shared with with the with the church from its beginning from its foundation and so in doing so we read it says therefore beloved second peter chapter 3 verse 14 therefore beloved looking forward to these things be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless that's the church that he's coming back without spot or wrinkle hello and consider that the long suffering of our lord is salvation as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. We're living in the age of wokeness. You therefore, beloved, verse 17, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being fixed, being set, being ready, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? So we live in the age of disinformation, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of people think that they woke and all that kind of stuff, and 
what, they, what the scripture is that, just, that we just read, it says that there are things in the apostles' doctrine. There's things in the scripture that are kind of hard for us to understand. Amen? Can anybody, anybody came across anything that was kind of hard for you to understand? And so what he's saying, he's saying don't get hung up on that because it leads to foolishness. But what the Spirit has revealed to you, that is what I want you to run with. That's what you need to be applying to your life on a daily basis. That's what it's going to take for you to build on the foundation that's been set and you continue on in it and run well. That's what it's saying. And so therefore, when we come across these woke individuals, right, when we come across these complex questions that, that, that come to us, our answer should be this, the end of the verse, which it says, to him be the glory both now and forever, amen. That's all we need to know is that God needs to be glorified. And if, it's, if, if the question or the issue at hand has nothing to do with the glorification of God, then I'm not going to be bothered with the foolishness. Amen? Why? Because it leads to foolishness and destruction and the twisting of the truth. So here we are. We're going to get to the foundation. Faith. Let's start with faith. Building faith, a.k.a. the bench press right? So benching, you know what I'm saying? I was like, that was like, that was like one of my favorite, my favorite movements. You know what I'm saying? I go to the gym and I bench, you know what I'm saying? That's the first thing dudes ask you. They're like, man, how much you bench? How much you benching though? What that bench look like? Yeah, that's what they ask you. They want to know how much you bench because they think that's like the ultimate test of strength. And it's like, man, you know what I'm saying? Some dudes be like over-exaggerating. Of course, you know, they always, the numbers always go way up there. You know what I'm saying? And, and you can kind of tell, like, where a cat is at by the way that he does the movement because he'd be like, yeah, what, how much you bench? Yeah, I'm about to bench. You know what I'm saying? His elbows is all way out here, which means that dude probably got jacked up shoulders because he don't have good form, right? So, you know, it's, it's, it's the thing that, that dudes like, you know, novices are kind of, like, excited about. Like, this is the bench, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? This is where, you know, this is, this is what it's all about. But the thing is, that's technically it is important, right? It is important, but that's just one aspect of it. Just like your faith. Yeah, faith is important. Why? Because we're saved by grace through faith, right? We need the faith. Faith, God gave us the first incentive of having faith in him by, this, by sending his only begotten son, right? So faith is important, but it's not the end-all, be-all, right? So it's important that we understand that along with faith comes hope. And hope is interchangeable. Building hope. Building hope is the deadlift. Now, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with what deadlifting is, but deadlifting is like basically where they pick the weight up off the ground. You got the, you got the uh, image ready? So this guy, this is Eddie Hall. He's like a world-renowned power lifter. So look at how, he, how easily he lifts this. This is like probably about like 900 pounds, right? And look how, look how pretty that is. He just, he, just, he just picked that 900 pounds up off the ground like that, right? But the cold thing about it is like the deadlift is hope. So follow me on this. Deadlifting is what they consider, some, a, lot of, a lot of circles, deadlift is considered a natural movement. 
Why? Because everybody at some point in time has to pick something heavy up off the ground, right? You ever moved before? You, so you pick something heavy up off the ground, whether it was a box, whether whatever it was, you had to pick something, couch, you had to pick something heavy up off the ground, right, and move it. And that's basically what a deadlift is. So they think that's like, that's the true measurement of strength. So it's a natural movement. But the thing about it is, is that your body with a deadlift, your body might be capable of handling the, the, the 900 pounds. But the key is you have to be able to hold on to it in order to get it up there. And that's what hope is. Hope comes in the times and situations where it's hard for us to hold on. It's there to test our grip, to see how long, how, how, how long are you going to be able to hold on to this? Because there's all kinds of other things going on while that lift is taking place. And your grip can give out before your body. Your body may be able to handle hope. How many times you've been in a situation where your heart and your head wanted to move on, but you just couldn't because of unforeseen circumstances and situations that came about? Your heart and your head was, was, was in to, to, to moving on and moving forward, but for some reason, beyond your, beyond your ability, you were unable to get there when you wanted to or when you thought that it was going to happen. So what do you do? Do you let go or do you continue to hold on? And that's what hope is. Hope is there as a measurement of our grip, as a measurement of our perseverance, as a measurement to see how, how bad do you really want it? Show them the next image. We think of hope as this beautiful thing, but sometimes hope is actually really ugly. I know you may, you may think that that's kind of awkward to show that, but that's really what hope looks like. Hope isn't always, always easy. When we're going through stuff, when we're going through the hard and the dark time, and we're trying to hold on to that hope, we're trying to hold on to that promise that God gave us, we're trying to hold on in the dark to what he said to us in the light, sometimes stuff will start coming out of us that we didn't even know was there. When you looked at that, when you looked at that video and you see this young lady there's stuff coming out of her that I'm sure that she didn't, she didn't go grabbing that bar thinking that this is about to come out of me and I'm about to do this right now. No, this came out of her as she was going through being tested. She could have easily, as soon as she felt it coming up, dropped the bar and said, nope, I'm, I'm good. But she fought through it and stood all the way up. And unfortunately, when stuff comes out of us, sometimes look at the dude, if you, if you look, Dude's knee was right there in the picture, and he scooted back. Because sometimes what happens when we're going through stuff, when we're going through the dark and that stuff starts coming out of us, it gets on other people that are around us. That's why it's important for us to not just go, go off and just judge people. You hear what I'm saying? Because you don't know what's going to come out of you until you get in the squeeze. Deadlift is uncomfortable. The setup of it is very uncomfortable. And that's what your hope is there for, to help you hold on through uncomfortable situations. Testing your grip. Let me share this with you about hope. It says, this is a quote, it says, we, we see here, dear brethren, in being told to remember Jesus that there is hope even in our hopelessness. When are things most hopeless in a man? Why, when he is dead. Do you know what is to come 
what, what it is to come down to that? So far as your inward weakness is concerned, I do. At times it seems to me that all my joy is buried like a dead thing, and all my present usefulness and all my hope of being useful in the future are coffined and laid underground like a corpse. In the anguish of my spirit and the desolation of my heart, I could count it better to die than to live. You say it should not be so. I grant you it should not be so, but so it is. Many things happen within the minds of poor mortals which should not happen. If we had more courage and more faith, they would not happen. All right, but when we go down, 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 is it not a blessed thing that Jesus Christ of the seed of David died and was raised from the dead? If I sink right down among the dead men, yet with I, will I hold to the blessed hope that Jesus rose again from the dead, so also shall my joy, my usefulness, my hope, and my spirit rise. Thou which hast showed us great and sore troubles shalt quicken us again and bring us up from the lowest depths of the earth. This downcasting and slaying is good for us. We take a deal of killing, and it is by being killed that we live. Many a man will never live till his proud self is slain. O proud Pharisee, if you are to live among those whom God accepts, you will have to come to the slaughterhouse and be cut into pieces as well as killed. This is a dreadful work, saith one. This is dividing of joints and marrow, this spiritual dismemberment and destruction. Assuredly, it is painful, and yet it were a grievous loss to be denied it. Alas, how many are so good and excellent and strong and wise and clever and all that that they cannot agree to be saved by grace through faith. If they could be reduced to less than nothing, it would be the finest thing that ever happened to them. Not by that process alone, but through some such method, the Holy Spirit brings men away from their folly. Under his killing operations, this may be their comfort that if Jesus Christ rose literally from the dead, not from sickness, but from death, and lives again, even so will his people. I know that was a mouthful, but it's important for us to face those times of darkness. It's important for us to be challenged with adversity because a faith untested is a faith untrusted. Our hope has to be developed. Romans chapter 5 says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces what? Perseverance. And perseverance what? Character. And character Hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was, give, who was given to us. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. 
For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Amen. Our hope has to be developed, and it's developed through character. If our character is not tested, there's a thing that, 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 that I try to do, like, periodically, which is to, to try and just test where I'm at physically when it, when it comes to working out. And so it's like what I call a gut check. And it's basically I try doing all three of the major foundational lifts just to see where I'm at. And, and a lot of times that ends up making me feel like I'm, I'm going to throw up. But it's a gut check. It's necessary. I have to put myself through something to see where my growth is, to see if I'm growing. Because the rule of thumb is, is that in strength training, they say you should have a bit of fear about the workout that you're going to embark upon. There should be some kind of intimidation. You should be slightly intimidated by it. Because if you're not, then that means you're not really training hard enough. You're not pushing. You're not growing. You're basically staying the same. You're not, you're not challenging yourself. And that's the thing is that God will put us in situations that will challenge us so that our faith can grow, so that our grace, we can grow in grace, so that way our hope will be, will be, will be fortified. Listen to this. Hope is for those times that there seems like there's no hope. Hope is for hopelessness, right? Romans chapter 4, verse 17, it says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him who he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to what? In what? Believed. So that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. This is talking about Abraham. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform, and therefore it was counted to him as righteousness. Contrary to hope, in hope believe. When your hope is really tested and you're really determined to hold on to it, you won't consider the physical circumstances that are around you. You won't consider everything else that's going on besides what the task at hand is. Like the young lady that we saw and all that stuff coming out of her, she was focused on the task at hand, which was, I need to move this weight. No matter what it is that's coming out of me, no matter what it looks like, no matter how embarrassing, how embarrassing would it be to lose your stuff on somebody? How embarrassing would that be? But she was focused at the task at hand and finished what it was that she started. And that's what God has called us to do, is to finish what he started. If we are called to be conformed to his image, and God is a finisher because he's the author and the finisher of our faith, then who are we not to finish what it is that he started in us? Who are we not to finish what it is that he's given us? So hope is the deadlift. Natural movement. 
Let's talk about love. Almost done, guys. Don't worry. Building love is the squat. It's the squat. Squats. People don't like squatting. Why? Because squat, squatting is not a natural movement. Squat, squatting is not a I'm not talking about squatting like you don't want to sit on a public toilet. I'm talking about squatting like breaking parallel, like putting weight on your back, like two times, three times your own body weight on your back from up high, taking it down low and bringing it back up high again. That makes no sense in the world. Who lifts stuff from heavy, up high that's heavy to bring it down low and then to put it back up again? That, that, that makes no sense whatsoever. Just like it makes no sense for people that weren't even thinking about you, for you to send your only begotten son to die for them while they were still sinners, while there was no hope of them changing, while they could still stay in the stuff, in the muck and the mire that they were in, but your love was so strong that it rescued. It makes no sense. Because love is not natural. I didn't say it's unnatural. I said it's not natural. Because it's supernatural. God is love. God is not a natural being. He's a supernatural being. And we've been created in his image. Love is not natural. And so our connection to him determines all it determines everything concerning our love walk. Why is it that love is attacked so hard? Why do you think there's an attack on what defining what love is? Why do you think people have such a twisted and skewed view of what love is supposed to be? For some people, love, love to them is, is the couple that they see on their favorite sitcom or their favorite TV show. I remember growing up as a kid, and you'd see, you, know, you'd see these images of individuals, these couples or whatever, and that was supposed to determine what love is. You know what I'm saying? You know, for me, my era, when I, when I was a kid, it was like, you know, I was probably like junior high, and it was like we watched Martin and Gina. Martin and Gina was on there. You know what I'm saying? You see their love relationship. You know what I'm saying? All kinds of things. And they, talking crazy to each other, you know what I mean, all kinds of stuff, but that was love, you know what I'm saying, then, you know what I'm saying, then you had, you know, you got that Ike and Tina kind of love, and you know what I'm saying, that's, that's like just, you know, but what's love got to do with it, but anyway, you know I'm just, it's like, you know what I'm saying, you got all these, these ideas and stuff of what love is, and God is not any of those, you know what I'm saying, God is not any of those, you know what I mean, we think that, that just because we love somebody, that means we got to touch and feel on them. follow what I'm saying? But God is love. And we learn who God is through his word. He makes it very clear and plain in his word of, of, what, of who he is, what his attributes are, and what he, what he expects and how he is toward us. Right? So the reason why I say love is the squat is because love, it takes every fiber of your being to be dedicated to the squat. Every fiber of your being to be dedicated to the squat. You can't be halfway dedicated to the squat. It takes everything. Show them the video of this, this, this young lady. This young lady got 385 pounds on her back. And she's about 120, 115, 120 pounds. Let's we'll see if she makes it. 
yeah. Boom. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Right there. Me, you know what I'm saying? I, it ain't no thing for me. Antoine, Antoine will tell you, it ain't no thing. We can throw on four wheels and we can we can work with that in the squat rack. But I be feeling good about that until I see videos like this where I'm like, this girl. Like, dang, man, how'd she do that? That's like just unreal. It's supernatural, right? Supernatural, right? Because some people just, they, they have the renewed mind. That's what, that and and some of the most elite powerlifters will tell you, those that don't, I'm not talking about those that are all juiced up on stuff. I'm talking about dudes. There are dudes that without any performance enhancement or anything like that, they're not taking stuff that lift like crazy amounts of weight and, They'll tell you, it's, it, dude, it's mental. I, I can't tell. I can't explain it to you. It's just I have a mindset, and I'm going to do this. And I and I and I self-talk. I tell myself. I tell myself. And they do it. They do these these crazy feats of strength. They do it. And so it is with us. That's why God tells us constantly in His Word to renew your mind. Change the way that you're thinking. You're bombarded with all kinds of ideas and stuff and perceptions and perspectives that, that don't belong to me, that don't come from me. I'm not the author of confusion. I make it very plain what it is. My plan is good for you. My plan is perfect. My way is, is perfect for you. Because he loves us. Supernaturally, he loves us. Love reciprocates. We don't love him just because we thought it was a good idea one day that, you know, we woke up and said, man, I, I, didn't, I didn't wake up one day and say, you know what, man, I'm going to go throw four wheels on my back and I'm going to go, you know, drop it like it's hot and bring it right back. No, I, I never woke up one day and just said that. I had to be intentional about getting up under that kind of weight. I, it, it, I did. I had to get, be intentional about it. Why? Because I would damage myself. And that's what we've done. We've damaged ourselves chasing after something that we thought was love or somebody called was love, and it wasn't. Supernatural. So why is our love attacked? Well, let's read Galatians chapter 5, verses 5 through 6. It says, for we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the what? For the hope? For the hope of righteousness by what? So we wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, there, there's neither circumcision nor uncircumcision that avails anything, but faith working through love, or faith works by love. That's why love's being attacked. Because we have the wrong perspective of love, and we're in something that's not love, then our faith won't work. And if my faith doesn't work, then I'm not in a position that I can please God. Why? Because it takes faith in order to please God. And therefore, if I don't have faith, then I'm not going to be able to mix it with hope and develop the character that I need in order to, to be who it is that God has called me to be. So I said all that to say this, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, and you're like, you might be like, okay, so I get the foundation. I understand faith, hope, love, all that. But 
What does that look like? Like, I mean, it sounds like a lot of work. Well, it is. It's work. Just like I, I, I started this year with hoping to get some certain results or whatever, you know what I'm saying, to, 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 to trim, trim down a little bit, you know, to, to be in better health, to get stronger, to be healthier. So it took some work. It took some work on top of the work that I was already doing. Yes. Who, him who is given little and is faithful with it will be given much. Right? So, I said all that to say, verse 12, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, what's it say? Say again. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who what? Who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Amen? So it's work, right? So I told you, I've been doing, I've been lifting for a while, kept eating junk, wasn't seeing no results other than the fact, I mean, I get stronger, I have some better lifts and stuff, but. So I started changing my diet. You know, just to be honest with you, because I got fat. And you can laugh, but you got fat too. So, it's cool. We in good company. All right? So, the way of eating that I did, it was called, it's like a ketogenic way of eating. Ketogenic. And so, basically what that is, in a nutshell, is that you, it's, it's a high fat, higher protein, like no carb, like low carb way of eating, right? And you're like, man, that makes sense, man, because fat's supposed to make you fat. No, that's what they tell us, fat makes you fat, but it doesn't. It's eating fat plus everything else makes you fat. Eating everything makes you fat, right? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta reduce one of them, one of them areas. You know what I'm saying? And stay within a certain range so you don't keep getting fat. Basically, that's what, that's how it works, right? And so basically, I was like, okay, so I increased the fat, man. I had to, you know, increase my fat so I could work it out and get to where it is I need to be, right? I needed fat, you know, F-A-T. Right? To work it out. I needed F-A-T. Fear and trembling, right? To work it out. Fear and trembling to work it out. Why? Because fear and trembling, the fat, it's the chisel. It's the chisel by which we develop and continue to conform into the image of Christ. You got that up there? That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. We're trimming all of the unnecessary stuff, all the stuff that doesn't look like what God intended for us to look like. All of those things that people put on us that we allowed to stay and linger and stay connected and attached to us. All of those things that, that, that are not lined up with the word. We're using fear and trembling to work that off. Work that out and get it off of us. Fear and trembling. Why fear and trembling is because we need to step lightly. We can't, we can't walk so carelessly in this walk thinking that we've accomplished so much or that we've made it, that we look down on our brother or sister, but rather help them. And just because you don't look all the way like you should or, why, or the way that God intended you to look doesn't mean that you can't lend 
help to the next person. You understand? So it's fear and trembling. It's the fat. Increase the fat, right? The fear and trembling, right? Because it, it, it's work. It's going to take work. Bottom line, there's no way around it. It's work. We have to work. But the thing is, Romans 8, 28 tells us that, that we know that all things, all things, somebody say all things, is it some of the things? Just picking and choosing some things? It's all things work together for good to those who what? Who love God. And if you're going to know how to love, it's because you're connected to God. You love God, who love God, and are called according to his purposes. You ain't called according to his purposes if you ain't loving. It didn't say he works things together for everybody, because he don't. Those that love him and are called according to his purposes. That's who he works it out for. So if you're working through something right now, you ain't got to fret. You ain't got to trip off that. Don't lose your grip. Allow your hope to be tested and your character to be developed and hold on to that thing because he's working it out. Yes, it's painful. It is painful. There's agonizing. You're, you will wake up days later feeling the results of what it is that you did days before because you're working it out. Some days the movements will be easier than others. But you're working it out. I just got done doing this six-week thing with some ladies here. And it was 5 a.m. in the morning. And there was mornings I'm like, Lord, it is your grace that has woke me up this morning. Because <laughs> I'm like out there. And I'm supposed to be leading everything. I'm like, man, there was like sometimes I was like, I don't even remember what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And, 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 and for the most part, they probably didn't know that. But... Um, we persevered and, and went through that thing. But it was like, what's so cool about it is like, you know, I'm on my own journey. I'm helping other people on their journey because I don't have it all together. I don't care. But I know I want, I don't want to be better all by myself. Right? I don't want to be better all by myself. And so, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be better all by myself. And so, the thing is, is that, is that I'm going to lend whatever it is, you know, that's how you can tell them salty and, and weird weirdo people is like when they get something and they want to hold it all to themselves, right? Right? But as believers, we're called to share, and that's part of growth. That's like very childish and immature that you want to hold something all into yourself and not share it. Because we all are in the same boat. We're all growing together. We're all in this journey together. We are a body. What we, what we start with, we're the building. We are the building together. We are being built together. We are his temple. We are his church, and he's coming back for us. He ain't coming back for just you. He ain't coming back for just me. He's coming back for all of us, and we have to stay connected. I'm going to close with this. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, who is considered one of our contemporary fathers in the faith, he said this about the subject at hand in our foundation. He says, faith goes up the stairs that love has built and looks out the windows which hope has opened. Faith goes up the stairs that love has built and looks out the windows which hope has opened. 
Faith goes, it moves. But it can't move unless the foundation has been laid by love. It doesn't work. It can't move without love. Love is like the battery that causes faith to work. And hope, it keeps the window open so that the light can shine through. It keeps the window open so that the wind and the, and the breath of God can come in and re bring refreshing. When you read in Scripture and it talks about the windows, it talks about the windows of heaven being open so that God can pour down a blessing that we won't have room enough to receive it. That's what hope does. But it works along with love and faith. They all work together. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it tells us that now abideth faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these, the greatest of these, the greatest of these, the greatest of these is love. Not the least of these. The greatest of these is love. Again, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Don't get caught up on what you don't know. Don't get caught up on what you can't see. Just allow your love to grow and walk in love. Build on the foundation that God has laid for you. Amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. And if you would like to know more information about our church, please visit thebuildingcf.com or download our app on all major app stores and marketplaces. Once again, thank you and have a blessed day.